does anybody else have those coworkers that are like, I don't take breaks. I just keep working. Like, okay, Thomas, um, this company wouldn't care if you died. I ain't trying to. What's up, guys, and welcome back to your favorite podcast. Who is loving the daily podcasts? Let me know on Chelsea Swift. I almost said Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal. Um, duh, you're here. Um, Chelsea Swift blog is what I meant. Clearly, I need more coffee. Honestly, like major hack right now. I've been chugging this like water, lemon juice, apple cider vinegar with like a splash of like diet crayon to just like flush everything out. TMI, like why are we even opening with this? But honestly, it has given me so much energy. Even though I kind of came on and like stumbled, it's fine. I was like, <laughs> literally, it's been the best. So today's topic is going to be faith over fear, like five steps to kind of follow your intuition. So hoping to make this really quick, um, wanted to put down like a 20 minute. I know we say this like every day. Um, so let's get into it. Number one, take a leap of faith. So this always feels like either an uptight quote or just something that like no one has ever really done. So they don't know how to explain it to you. And like, let me help you with that. So take a leap of faith means that you have a vision for something that nobody else can see but yourself. And what you decide to do is you take action towards that thing that nobody else can see but you, but like, you know, you can bring it to life. You know what I'm saying? So, and you have so much faith and confidence and power like in yourself, but more importantly in something higher. So I always say like, if you don't believe in God, like you have to believe in like universal power or whatever it is, the sun fucking apples in the sky. I don't care, but you need something that's, that's like bigger than you because nobody can do it by themselves. So when I say take a leap of faith, it's really about, I trust that the cards have been laid, right? Like what's meant for me will not pass me. You, you just, you can't fuck it up. So if you try to take a leap of faith in one direction, you will always be redirected and redirection is protection. So trust me when I say on my path and throughout my career, the things that I've built, even in the face of fear. And now that we're rhyming, we know we're on a podcast, but I've always been able to just be like, fuck it. And like, take that leap of faith because I can trust that no matter what I will go the right way. You know what I'm saying? So number one, take a leap of faith today. Number two, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I used to hate when people said this, I was like, Oh, shut the fuck up. But it's true. Like today at the gym, for example, I'm on the Stairmaster and I'm like, Ugh. it was like 13 minutes. I'm like, I wanted to do 20 and I'm like, I'm just going to stop at 15. It's a nice round number <laughs> and it's closer than 20 minutes. But it's like, if you want change in your life, it really is like, you do have to get comfortable with being slightly uncomfortable. Like, and, and that's how I thought about it. Like 
seven minutes, how long is that in the scale of my whole life of being uncomfortable? Because I was highly uncomfortable, by the way, for the entire time. I really didn't have a lot of energy. That's before I was drinking this apple cider vinegar drink. And I was just like, oh, like, you know, when you're just like not into it, but you have to like choose your discomfort, right? So the reason I say get comfortable with being uncomfortable is it is scary when you branch out on your own and you start doing like your own marketing consulting, or it is scary when you branch out and you start, you know, putting your blogs out there or you publish books or whatever, all things that I'm doing. So five years ago, was that terrifying? Of course. But once it starts paying off, then you're like, oh shit. Like now I see why it was like such a pull and like why I wanted to do that so bad. And you realize that like, um, what is it? Universe recognizes and um, rewards risk a hundred percent. So that wasn't even part of what I was going to tell you, but it's a hundred percent true. When you take like a proper risk though, like don't be like a moron and like gamble all your money away, but um, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable, meaning like, you know, it's not going to feel, you're not going to feel a hundred percent. Like right now, for example, like I'm building up my TikTok. Like I just want to get, you know, um, start promoting the podcast on TikTok. I just feel like it's the right avenue. And I never really felt that way about Instagram or Facebook or any of these other platforms really. So when I looked at TikTok, I'm like, Hmm, I think I'm going to start building, building my podcast on there. And like that for me is not comfortable. Cause I'm not really like a, social media person, right? Like I don't, I'm not an influencer, more of a podcaster. I like to stay behind my mic. Um, OG listeners know, like, I just, I like to come on here with my eye patches and like amp you guys up. But you know, if I want it to grow, then obviously I need to promote it a little bit more. It's a great avenue to do that for this particular platform. So that's just like a real life example of like something that makes me truly uncomfortable, <laughs> but I'm doing it because it's part of what I feel like will help build traction towards what I really want to do with my life, which is a lot of different things, but mainly, you know, I truly love podcasting. I think I took a really long break for a long time and my soul is just like missing it. I just really love podcasting. So um, number three leads me to this, follow your heart, your intuition will guide you. So anytime that you feel like you are not sure what to do, just tap into your heart. I recently had this happen to me where I felt like, you know, I wasn't on the right path, that I wasn't taking the right avenue. And I kind of sat down and listened to my heart space. And I recognized for myself immediately that like anything that disrespects me, needs to be removed from my life immediately. And I just completely was okay with that. And it didn't matter. And, and for you, when you're applying this, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a person, a place, a thing, a, a job, a spouse, uh, inactivity, you know, I even talk about taking a break from the podcast in general was kind of what my heart space needed at the time, because I did need to regenerate and go through a little bit of a dark time to come out a little bit lighter and brighter, right? So it was, I did realize that it was taking a lot of my energy. So follow your heart and your intuition will guide you. The next thing is trust. So find your security and trust that you're being guided. The only way to do this is to like, I know people are like, do the inner work, but you actually have to turn inward. It's not an outward thing. You're not going to find it outside. You can't actually create from the outside. You create from the inside. So a big part of trust and I think a lot of people talk about confidence and how that it is built. I think it's like a great 
internal rooting that you are truly in a trusting space of allowing versus forcing, controlling all that stuff. Like you just allow things to kind of, you know, come and go as they please, because it's like, you're not holding on to anything. You're not grasping anything. You're not trying to control anything. You're letting things flow in and out because like what's meant for you won't pass you. So you have this different relationship with all things around you. And it's not even just people. It's like everything in your life just kind of flows and um, fear just doesn't belong there. So I think if you do go inward and you do do that, um, you know, work on the inside where you are getting in touch with like, okay, for example, your root chakra is typically what is like your, whatever grounds you. And so depending on how you grew up, you might root yourself like me, for example, in financial security. That is something, and we've talked about it on the podcast before that like, was always important to me. I have to have my own financial security. I, I don't depend on anybody else for that. And that is my that is what I rooted my sacral in. So when you're releasing that energy to allow things to come in, to maybe have a shift in energy or a shift in the way things are going to be, you have to do that inner work and kind of discover why, why that makes you feel safe or why that makes you feel grounded in order to kind of like transform that energy. So that's what I had to do is I had to really like, you know, trust that I'm being guided to something different and stop rooting myself in artificial things, which was very hard for me because obviously rooting your sacral chakra in financial security is super egotistical. And when I was able to let go of that, I actually had more abundance and more financial security by not being so attached to it, if that makes sense. So don't be afraid to pick up a chakra book today and do some inner work. It's a, it's not an overnight thing, but if you do the inner work, you absolutely will reap the benefits of like finding your own security within, you know, just trusting that you're being guided and that you're flowing in the right direction. The next thing is, um, you know, you can't, you know, trusting is more like you can't see the whole plan. You just need to focus on the vision. So the biggest part of, you know, a lot of people talk about like the how, the what, the when, the why, you don't really need to know all that. You just need to know, like when you set a goal, like say you're like, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to write a book. I want to, you know, as much as it's cool to map out like a daily plan or a weekly plan or a monthly plan, you don't actually need to know like the how you just need to know that you're going to do it. And I think when you have that in your mind, like this is a vision, like you need more of like a visual, right? Of like, what is that? What does the completion look like? So if you lost 20 pounds, what does that look like? What do you look like? How do you act? How do you walk? How do you talk? Where do you go? What do you do? What do you eat? Like you have to create a whole like scenario in scenario in your mind and live that and start living it now. Like I always say, you will never get a new body by hating the one that you're in. It's the same thing if you're, you know, complaining about your job, you hate your job, whatever. Like you're not going to get a new, bigger, better job doing that. You have to be grateful for the opportunity you were given and say nice things, say, be grateful for it and move on to the next opportunity when it presents itself. And doors open that way when you can actually visualize like, you know what, um, maybe you're not in the best spot in your relationship or in a job or something like that. But what you do is you visualize to kind of materialize into your life. And then you don't really need to see the whole plan. You just need to focus on that vision of like what you do want versus focusing on what you don't want. So practical ways to implement this into your life. And I'm really proud of myself because it's like, I'm wrapping this up in under 20 minutes. Um, 
make a list of what you love and what you're truly uniquely good at. And then make a list of like the skills that you have. So like everybody who lies about being good at Excel, put your hands down, just make a list of what you love and what you're truly uniquely good at and skills that you have make a list of that and then line up what you can sell or position in the marketplace and get on that path. So the reason I say this is a lot of people ask me about passion, purpose, faith over fear, taking that leap of faith. How do I start that jewelry company, company, company? How do I start that? Um, you know, whatever it is that you want to start. And I think you just have to make a list and, and get honest with yourself about like what you're good at, what you actually love to do and kind of like marry the two and, um, you know, position yourself. Like how could you sell your skill in the marketplace? Like, is there a market for that to begin with? Right. Because sometimes what you love to do, maybe it's more of a hobby, right? Maybe it's really not your main selling point and maybe something else that you didn't even think of is going to actually be the thing that, ends up being your passion, ends up being your purpose, ends up being your business, like whatever. So for me personally, I always have like a thousand different hobbies, things that I love to do. Um, but not every single one of them can be a business, right? Like obviously I've monetized a lot of different things, but there's a lot of stuff that I do behind the scenes. Like painting would be a great example. I don't sell my paintings. I just paint and I draw it in a sketch because I love it. But you know, that for me personally, it's like more of a hobby, more something that I feel is more, um, what is it? Something that to, to connect with my spirit versus something to make it more of a business. So if you're looking to connect with like what you're truly meant to do, just take a look at the different skill sets that you have to offer and then what brings value to people in your community and really think local, you know, not, not a bad thing to, you know, think global, but definitely start to think local first and how you can help in that way. And that will help you better position yourself in the marketplace to say like, I'm really good about, you know, really good at this and I'm really passionate and I really love this. And I feel like it would benefit somebody because when you're doing what you love, there's nothing better than that. And it's much easier to um, take a leap of faith towards that. So just to wrap it up, faith over fear, um, five tips to kind of like follow your dreams or follow your passions would be number one, take a leap of faith. Number two, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable when you're growing because it's, it's new, it's brand new. You're trying and you're every day you're growing and trying and there's failures and setbacks and that's okay. Like get comfortable with that. Um, number three, follow your heart and your intuition will absolutely guide you. Um, number four, trust and like find your security by doing that inner work. And then number five, um, you know, you can't see the whole plan, but you just need a vision to focus on. So focus on that vision. A lot of companies that start, that's why they create their mission statement because it kind of roots them and reminds them of like, this is why we do this. This is why we fail. This is why we learn. This is why we push forward or whatever it is. Um, so hopefully I helped you um, practice faith over fear in some practical ways. Again, you can check me out on chelseaswiftblog.com. I also have a new book that just came out, 100 Days of Positive Thinking, which is on Amazon Books if you search my name. And then, of course, you can follow me on TikTok, which is just Chelsea Swift Spirit Animal on TikTok, or just follow my hashtag, Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal. And I'll see you guys on the next podcast.